0: Africa Business Report on The Money Show. Before I talk to Victor, I've got to talk about Victor and I've got to tell you all about the new video series that he's done on our digital platform and we've got a five episode series highlighting issues featured in his book, Africa's Open for Business and the book explores ten years of African business and Victor's been covering it on the radio of course for that long. This week his video is all about sipping the fruits of Nigeria's success. It deals with the boom in Nigeria's economy specifically the wine and beverage trade. It was ShopRite, of course, which reported last year that they'd sold more Moet Chandon in uh, their Nigerian, one Nigerian store, than I think in the whole of South Africa over the Christmas period. So certainly, it's absolutely fascinating. There's 702 Digital in the new vi- video series, and Victor, of course, has got a five-video series there. Um, he's busy tonight, as our Victor. says, so stepped out of an important meeting, Victor, to talk to us this evening with the Africa <laughs> Business Report. What do South Africa and Burundi have in common? uh <laughs> <laughs> and it's, neither is re- ready uh, for digital TV, Victor.
1: Yeah, it is for digital TV. Good evening, Bruce. Yes, 25, 2015, you know, June, the United Nations ITU set the deadline for all countries to migrate their TV broadcast from analog to digital. Burundi is the only East African country, out of five, that is yet to license even a single broadcast, single distributor. And that is really scary, because although they're a small market of about less than 900,000 viewers, it has such restrictive media regulations, says the report that came out, that there's a real concern that they may not be able to switch over. But guess who's jumping to the rescue with a $40 million kind of grant or loan to assist the government of Burundi? China. And they are saying we will help you meet the target, according to an article that came out of Reuters. So, yes, if we haven't moved, it's it's because we, we aren't showing the problem. But I guess in Burundi, it's even a matter of regulation that just makes it difficult to even identify a single broadcast.
0: Yeah, One looks at it and hopefully South Africa gets its act sorted out as well. The money transfer business, we know that it's a big pan-African business. We know that lots of money, for example, is channeled through ShopRite and through other channels to get money uh, across borders into countries and uh, across the continent. And it's a really huge business in the home of Mpesa, which is Kenya, of course.
1: Exactly, and it's a small bank. This one, it's got not even one percent of the market share according to 2013. But it's partnered with another UK-based company. But remember, the MPESA was Equity Bank in partnership with Safaricom which is Vodafone out there. So Fidelity Commercial Bank will start offering those global money transfer services following a deal with a company in the UK called Express Money Services. Again, Bruce, showing you exactly the direction of remittances, money coming from Africans in diaspora, because there are 150 countries here where this Express Money Services has agents, which means it is counting on people, Kenyans who are living abroad sending money back home.
0: Uh, When one looks at uh, the Ethiopian story, I'm loving this story more and more. Massive sugar mill build happening in in Ethiopia. I wouldn't have thought of Ethiopia as a sugar producer, but you surprised me week in and week out with more Ethiopian stories.
1: I wouldn't have thought of Ethiopia. I never used to think of them as an agricultural economy until I realized, I went there, and I realized how green it is and how expansive the agriculture sector is. But seven factories out of ten under the growth and transformation plan which is more like what we have here as a national development plan if you like Bruce but now they are, they are just they are just surprising me because they are they have manufacturing coming in now. They have this. They are expecting to increase their capacity to about 1.5 million tons, which is a five-fold increase from the beginning of this uh, GDP, which is the Growth and Transformation Plan. But it just is the story of Ethiopia. That and then no wonder they are growing by close to 10 percent all the time, and they're in the fastest, the 10 fastest growing economies of the world if we look at the past 10 years, Bruce. Uh,
0: and then I, I look at Morocco, and Morocco is quite a secular country when it. Comes comes to the practice of Islam. Uh, Many Moroccans, of course, are Muslim. It surprises me that they've only just got around to creating Islamic banks in Morocco.
1: Yeah, the Chamber of Representatives only approving on June 25th The bill that allows them to introduce what they call alternative banks. But since the Justice and Development Party took office, this has been a discussion. So I think it just shows that Sharia banking is taking hold in a whole lot of countries. But Morocco, remember, it's also important because it's in that Mediterranean area, Bruce, which connects Europe, Africa, and to a certain extent, not like to the extent Egypt does, but to a certain extent, the Middle East. So when you are doing business in that country, you have to accommodate all the diversity. And I think Sharia banking is just another solution you have to factor in.
0: Uh, Was Japan always a big investor in Liberia? They're certainly (laughs) sniffing around again, aren't they?
1: No, they have not been. And this is what Johnson Sirleaf, President Johnson Sirleaf, has been doing, Bruce. He went to India last year, the year before he went to Japan. And as a result of that, I mean, last year she went to to Japan and to India on on her Asian tour. And as a result, the ambassador of Japan in Liberia saying... He brought a whole high-level delegation of business people to the Japanese. And we are talking companies like Mitsubishi here, whose whose deputy, whose senior vice president is saying there's a real synergy, hope of synergy here that they'll be able to invest. Remember, power is a big sector in in Liberia, and Japan, as we know, has the technology to to provide that solution. But it's a whole lot of things, including agriculture, of course. And they are saying we are not just about rubber and oil palm. We have a lot of other emerging opportunities in agriculture. Agriculture, such as rice and cassava, which, as you know, Nigeria is already exporting a lot of. So there is the influence of Nigeria in West Africa, Bruce. But most of all, Africa's first woman elected president showing that she can run countries better than any. And you know, this country is in the top 10 when it comes to the ease of doing business improvement on the African continent in the past five years.
0: Back to your meeting. Thank you, Victor Homeswana with the Africa Business Report this evening.